0: Hello and welcome to the Boldness. My name's Phineas Mier and joining me in the studio as he normally does is Raphael Collab. Hello Raphael. A rambling biologist is at 3CR. How are you doing Finn? I'm doing very well. Now before we go on I should just mention the bo- Boldness is all about gra- grabbing your human rights, not just wa- waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you.
1: So what have we got coming up on today's show Raphael? Well, Finn, is that as The Boldness is a disability current affairs show standing up for people's human rights, you and me had a discussion about we're going to run a show and it's all about self-advocacy, about what's going to be coming up in the disability world over the next 12 months and how The Boldness actually fits into it. What do you think, Finn? Well, I think The, the, the Boldness
0: obviously has a... has a um, Well, The bo- the boldness has a place within the disability comu- community, I suppose, to point, to really point out what's going on and what's, what's happening, and and interviewing some interesting people, um, and uh, really just to get, really just getting, um, uh, the disability voice heard more, more often than not.
1: Well, it's that that's one role of the um, boldness is to make sure that people with a disability have a voice in mainstream media and to actually find people who are prepared to talk about their experiences mm. and maybe advocate on air about what actually does go on. Like, for example, I was at the self-advocacy resource unit yesterday at Ross House mm. and I'd like to hear a little bit about a couple of the interesting things that I found out about self-advocacy when I was there, Finn. Oh, I'd love to. Look, is that there's a group coming up at Ross House and it's about people with intellectual disabilities and they've got fence coming up about positive parenting. And that's something which people with a disability often, um, when maybe the Department of Human Services may come involved, that the Department of Human Services may not take into awareness what the people with disability what they're doing as far as parenting goes, and their options become limited, and it's a good chance for them to actually talk about the possibility of parenting, about what they might be able to do to actually help empower and assist other people. Yeah, it it is um, it's a
0: very important thing because there isn't a lot of resources for people. Uh, I'm not a parent myself, but there there isn't a lot of resources out there for people. With disabilities, to uh, be be able to parent and be able to um, know know how to how to parent and and uh, what what they need to be, to be able to parent, and I there is a lot of stigma associated as well with with parenting because um, people don't think people with disabilities are are capable of beca- becoming parents, and so. They normally perceive well. We, the child is better off being with the child is better off be, being without you, because, unless you have um, some unless you have an able-bodied person to to help co-parent.
1: Yeah, but look, and that's where kind of like where I think the positive parenting is group. It actually is teaching people how to actually stand up for their rights as parents mm. and as with people with a disability to actually take part of an essential part of the development of a person's um life. Mm. Like people with disabilities in a lot of ways are really up against it. Is that for example, it's very difficult if a person's got a disability to find a place that's even prepared to even talk about maybe developing a career. Mm. Because it's not enough just to have a job, but it's to actually have some type of career structure that is actually in place. And that'd be something which a lot of employment job networks don't actually look at, and quite frankly, from I've spoken to a number of them, they are not funded to actually develop careers for people with a disability. Yeah, it's
0: well, it is it is tough to to f- find a career path, especially when you don't pers- when you're not given the opportunity to work, or or you don't have a great employment history to begin with. Or even if you, even if you str- struggle to work, it, it's it's very difficult f- to find a career path that is that is meaningful for you, and also finding opportunities to to gain imp- employment as well. So, um, yeah, you've raised two interesting two uh, g- good points there, Rafael.
1: Well, let's um Finn let's take it um, from maybe your perspective and my perspective. I mean. How did you actually develop a path to do the activities which you're doing now? Like you've got some stuff around the media, and you do other things. Would like to tell our listeners a bit about it. Um. Well, I I suppose i I
0: struggled to, um, in terms of employment myself. I struggled to. Um, I did a couple of I did a couple of uni degrees and sort of didn't know what I. Um, Nothing really came of that, so I spent. I went for a number of job interviews, and uh, that was pretty, pretty, and really didn't get very far. I think I probably put in about three hundred or so applications. Um, Nothing, nothing came through. It was pretty, pretty demoralizing and soul destroying. So um, I had to do some. uh, I had to do some volunteer. Here work for a while and then um, have been lucky enough to, to be employed uh, a couple a couple of days a week but I but I also um, obviously have been doing uh, the, the boldness for 10 years and that came about because I was um, well originally I thought to myself um, that it would be a good idea to to get a disability radio show happening on a on a main on a sort of mainstream uh community community radio um station if that might, if that's not a contradiction um and uh um and and i thought to myself at that t- when I was thinking about it i I'd, I'd sort of had an idea that it would be good to do a sh- show but didn't really know how to best go about it and so I decided that um um or a group was um setting up a disability disability radio show and uh, I decided I'd get on board with them and um then they then they had to then uh, they had to pull out because they uh, couldn't couldn't get any funding and so uh, I've been keeping up this uh Show for the past almost ten years now.
1: Well, that's right, Finn. Is that I've been, it's like I've been co hosting you for nearly mm. ten years. It'll be ten years. I mean sort of like we'll be ten years together on uh next year. What do you think how we should we celebrate this?
0: Um I don't know. Um probably just doing probably just do another show, I think. I don't uh I don't know whether we should uh I don't know whether we should uh, bring out dancing pe- People and uh, all that kind of stuff, but um, but I'll make a big song and dance about it. But um, but yeah, have been have been doing it for for ten years now, and uh, hopefully we've been able to um, bring to light some of the issues people with disabilities face or disabled people face along the way,
1: and uh, give people a voice. Well, I so said finding a voice was something which. The boldness actually assisted me greatly with by coming in to host with you what, finn yeah well
0: what, what what's um what was, what was your um what's been your experience with um coming and coming and doing this show raphael
1: well let's look doing a show like the boldness is it's about self advocacy it was important mm. to me and it came about that do you remember no limits on channel thirty one i do Look, as I did an audition and there's a guy, Jordan Prowster, I think it was, he was the producer. And he gave me a call and he said, Raphael, while we can't offer you a role on No Limits, mm. in front of the camera, is that why don't you actually come into 3CR, have a chat to Mr. Finn Mee yeah. and see how that actually goes there. And that actually combined a few of my interests. I'd worked around community services for around 10 years at that stage, including around areas around disability as an actual direct care worker. Mm. So I had a a fairly good understanding or some understanding about what issues were, but also as a person with a disability having Asperger's syndrome, that coming to do the boldness where I could actually start utilising my language skills made more sense than anything else did. And from there, it led to things like opportunities that, that the ones that came up, I became a finalist in the Emerging Writers Festival, which was quite interesting. That was back in 2015. And I started competing in Battle of the Bands, National and I did some MC work as well. And last year, over the past couple of years, there's been a couple of performances that have been at Melbourne Fringe Festival, which is opening night tonight along with there was a film that was in St Kilda Film Festival as well, and that was called Into the Limelight, and that was about comedy. And it's all about people with a disability finding a voice and advocating for what is actually important to them to develop maybe the alternate career pathways of thinking outside the square and trying to develop something which may work and it may not work in order to have a fulfilling and meaningful life,
0: yeah, it's. I think it's very important, Raphael, that people with, people with disabilities are given or, or do have, or like anyone else, do have a meaningful and and um, good quality of life. And often, you can only do that by having by having a voice and and by voicing your. Opinions and and by hearing the needs, wants, and um, desires of people with disabilities to to participate in all aspects of life. Um, Of course, the NDIS is partly, uh, you know, will partly help with that, but it's it's obviously not the the panacea. um, But. it is very important that people with disabilities do ha- have a do have a voice and are able to um express themselves.
1: And I think you do that very well. Well let's look is that some of the people that we've actually interviewed in the boldness, for example, Hardy Everett, who's the chairperson of um Mojo Film Festival and Mojo Film Festival actually has a great deal to do with self advocacy mm. because it's specifically about it's about mental illness, but more specifically, it's about people with schizophrenia who generally have a great deal, who uh, receive basically get a lot of discrimination and stigma, but I've got schizophrenia, um, I can't be your friends and things like that that happen because people are afraid, they don't actually understand people. But having a film festival like Mojo Film Festival where people have got the chance to actually... Tell a little bit of their story, what they're comfortable with, in order to actually help themselves and other people about what was important to them in their lives and the portrayal of what actually goes on, gives people a lot more hope and encouragement than it would actually otherwise. And we might play one of Heidi Everett's songs, from which he was the lead singer of Hotel Echo, and the song would play is Angel, because a person who is a self advocate actually would have to be an angel. What do you think, Andy, about playing a song called Angel? I we can do that. That's, I've got it right here. Do you want to go to it well, now? Well, let's or... go and play Angel by Heidi Everett, lead singer of Hotel Loco.
0: And we'll be back after this.
2: songbird cry
1: I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think, and sometimes it's something they don't want to
2: hear.
0: And it's 18 past six on this Wednesday night in the middle of August. Thank you for your company. You're listening to Finn and Raphael on the boldness and for that track by Heidi Everett. We were talking about self advocacy, and Raphael, you've got some events coming up.
1: Well, one well, there's a couple of events that are coming around up around disability, which I think that I'd really, really like to mention. That next week, Wild at Heart Community Art has songwriters around the campfire. And a lot of the songs which the Wild at Heart artists produce, compose, and their lyrics... They're about self-advocacy too. It's about part of an insight into what their stories actually are and music is a great way of doing self-advocacy along with a lot of other creative pursuits such as uh, painting, uh, photography, for example, public speaking and comedy. And when comedy, when people with disability, like for example, Alistair Baldwin, who was a state financing raw comedy, a lot of his comedy revolves around the fact that he has got a disability and he puts it in a way which he makes fun of what he's actually doing there as opposed to being the butt of somebody else's jokes because of the fact that they have got a disability
0: yeah that's um that's that's ver- that's very imp- that is uh, i think it's important to um have people laughing with you and not not, not at you because often people with disabilities uh or disabled people, or traders, pitiful, or people f- feel sorry for them or, or you might get people laughing at you for one reason or another. So it's it's better it's better that people laugh with you, not not at you. So, but going back to when's the uh so, when's the the um so, the ca- the songs around the campfire. When's it? Oh, the songwriters.
1: Songwriters around the campfire happens on the twenty second of August, next Wednesday. Twenty second of of August.
0: And, and when? When and where? When and where do we
1: know? That's a very good question, Finn. Is that it would be on the Wild at Heart community Heart's website? Yep. so And I think it's around North Melbourne. It's a gold coin entry sorry. off the top of my head. And I think it starts around five thirty six pm, okay, and goes through till about eight, I think. And so,
0: if people want more information, they can go to
1: Wild at Heart Community Art. I think it's dot org dot au. Um, so isn't it?
0: It's it's wild at wild at the wild at the art, isn't
1: it? No. Wild at heart. Oh,
0: wild at heart. Okay. Wild,
1: so, ha- wild at heart community art. Okay,
0: so p- people just type in wild at heart community community art, they'll find details for for that now.
1: Okay. I mean that that's one event that's coming up, but another event that's coming up too, specifically, is access to fashion, part of Melbourne Fashion Week. Finn.
0: Yes. Now we've interviewed Carly Carly Finlay before before on the show, who's who's organized this and I believe the event is all all sold out so people can't actually go but it's but the event um and we we sadly we couldn't uh, the, we couldn't get anyone to uh to talk about it but um <clears throat> well not
1: at this stage anyway but no,
0: no but it's it, it uh, sound, but it sounds um <clears throat> me it it sounds like a great event because we don't see um, many people with disabilities represented in in f- fashion or in fashion catalogs or on TV or on the mainstream media. So, again, it goes back to a p- point before of um, not seeing people with disabilities rep- represented. And within the fashion industry, people aren't making... P- people don't see people with disabilities as, as m- models and as part of society and i think they should
1: well look i agree with you that finn but what actually constitutes fashion to me fashion with people with disability it actually is everything to the facts about maybe the person's maybe glasses the headwear the clothing that's one aspect of it but if a person has got let's say mobility aids it actually is really part of their fashion about what they're actually wearing or if they're let's say a wheelchair user or maybe they have calipers or maybe um, they happen to have um, crutches, or even if they've got, let's say, a helper animal such as a guide dog, what type of coat does that guide dog um, happen to actually wear, for example, Mm -hmm. is to make sure that it kind of like it actually does look good. And I do know one of the people who is modelling for um, access to fashion. It's a lady called Melody Aid. She applied and she was successful. I'm very, very pleased for her too. Um, well, well, as you, as you as you as you should be. I I mean, I think it's it's
0: fantastic, and particularly for a mainstream uh, event such as Melbourne Fashion Week to to put on a to put on a fashion or to to allow a fashion show to happen as part of the as part of the week. I know that Carly Finlay has done a a fantastic job in terms of getting it up and. Happening. Um, she's um, she lo- she definitely she loves f- fashion and wants to see people with disability represented in in in, in the industry and uh, considered considered as as models and and really I guess uh, also looking at the 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 beauty narrative and how and how <clears throat> uh, people with disability should should be a p- part of part of what is considered um,
1: beautiful. Well, look, absolutely, Finn. But there's, look, there's a lot lot of things that actually do spring to mind about it is that, that as far as, let's say, access to fashion goes, I'm not a big fan of the word like Melbourne Fashion Week saying that allowing people with a disability to actually be part of this with an event like I congratulate them for actually having the courage to, and the foresight to do this. Mm. But the facts are that um, there's 20% of the population does have a disability that are completely underrepresented in a glamour industry there. Mm. And the facts are that I think it's about 0.2% of people with disability will be portrayed as actually doing something like that in the actual community. So I congratulate Melbourne Fashion Week for actually developing access to fashion. I congratulate self, Carly Finlay, too, Mm. because she is an excellent example of what self-advocacy can do from starting, like I remember her, where was it, from No Limits, Mm. to what her actually journeyed to actually creating a successful um, blog, to becoming a novelist, to doing work with the APC, and now... Facilitating access to fashion—it's mm. fantastic. That's what you've done. That's a good example of what self-advocacy can do.
0: Co- correct. So um, we probably should. We um, for, now, unfortunately, uh, I think from memory, tickets ha- tickets for Runway to Fashion have have uh, sold out. Is that your mm. understanding. So oh. we can't. We can't tell people. Sadly, we can't tell people to. Go there, but we can tell people to uh, keep an eye on their s- social media and f- follow K- Carly Finlay, and have and um and just keep an eye out for access to fashion. I think it's it is happening in the first week of September. So it's happening uh, happen on the first of September. Okay, so so um check out yeah just uh, have a look on the s- socials and keep an eye out for it and uh, support it if you can.
1: Well, look, so I'd like to, one of the ways that it can be supported uh, by our listeners and with people with disability is to actually contact Melbourne Fashion Week directly and actually write on their page, we would like more events for people with uh, a disability as far mm. as fashion actually does go. And incorporate it. It's like I'd like to have the idea of having maybe a disability label, which only people with a disability could actually buy, mm. and make it into a, maybe a collector's item an exclusive, which is what fashion really is about.
0: Yes, that is a that is a very good idea. Sadly, we don't have much time to explore it because we're about out of time. But uh, good idea, nonetheless. We will t- tell. We'll put up information uh, information about um, the 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 song um, songs around the campfire, the Wild at Heart event, and the uh, and access the fashion ex- uh, was it. Access to fashion was it over. It? It's access to fashion. It is access to fashion. Okay. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's just been Raphael
1: and I having a chat. Thank, thanks for coming in, Raphael. Thank you very much, Finn. We're going to be back on the twenty ninth of August in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and. The interview we've got, it's going—it's one of the big events in the disability culture and calendar. I've no good idea who the guest is. We cannot actually announce this guest yeah. because of embargoes. No. But we're going to actually leave you that you want to stay tuned to complete by La We'll be back on the 29th of August. We're going out with a song by Johnny Crescendo called Tail Down the Walls. Thank you very Jeez. much.
0: See you guys.
2: Oh, 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 oh.